Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Let's get it. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. Under the Hood, behind the scenes, nobody really sees. Four runs. Right in the air deep. Is it enough? It's gone. Ball game over. Hey, I'm hot. Jonathan Hood. I'm hot. Trubisky. Robinson. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. A lot of this is behind the scenes or under the hood. DeMarc in it. Oh! He didn't come for the massage. He came for the fight show. Oh, baby. Woo! Jonathan Hood. Oh, Put a body on that man. Breaks the hole. Swift got running room. Swift got to go. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Swift. Under the hood with Jonathan Hood. I'm the man. Nights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. What's up and welcome in. It's Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. That's the telephone number. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood. Also on Instagram, igjhood. I could use a lot more friends on Instagram. igjhood. I'm the youngest audience on the station. Shouldn't I have more Instagram followers? Do I have to be a booty model to be get more Instagram followers, Davis? I don't have to do that. Hook. Okay, I'm just waiting. Don't have to do that. Hey, do I need to do that to be able to get more followers on Instagram? For God's sakes! I guess you met Dave Chappelle too, huh? <laughs> As we broadcast live from our first Midwest Bank Studios. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, M's in my bank account. Yeah, in my bank account. First Midwest Bank. Bank with momentum. Well, hear from David Schoenfeld, who writes for ESPN.com, does a great job breaking down Major League Baseball. We'll talk to him about the Cubs and everything else around Major League Baseball at 9:10. Also, we will uh, get into the Cubs here, and we have Throwback Thursday, and we do this every Thursday. We have Throwback Thursday for you, something very special for you at 9:35, right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. The Cubs are going to win this one against the Phillies, knock on Formica, 5-1 to one in Philadelphia. You Darvish was terrific uh, in the contest against Philly. So I'm going to move forward with Cubs talk right into their, right into their win here. It's almost an automatic because Wick is on the mound for the Cubs, and he's been really good in relief for this Cubs team. So the Cubs are going to win this ball game, I believe. So let's talk about the Cubs here. There's a number of things that we have discussed here in the second half of the season. And one of them is what's going to happen in 2020. I know that it's you can't really fast forward, right? Fast forward through the second half so that way you know exactly what's going to happen and what's going to happen in this winter because it's a step-by-step process. It is a week-by-week process when you look at this Cubs team. I know that there's other teams that are much better than the Cubs that I've seen in the American and National League. I was watching one of them earlier today with the Dodgers. They were uh, they lost to the Marlins today, but the Dodgers are one of the best teams uh, in Major League Baseball. And you know it when you see it when it comes to having it. And there are teams right now on August 15th that have it. Cubs don't have it. Um, and, and so I, I look at it like this. There's 
a couple of things at work here. One, the window. I said that the window is open. I said this at the time that the Cubs were winning the World Series. I said the window is as wide as Theo's contract, which means Theo Epstein's contract ends at 2021. So because of that, I'm thinking by the time you get to 2021 with this core, why can't the Cubs win multiple World Series championships? Why can't they? They won one. And it was, if you want to say it's a charm season, you can say it's a magical season. Uh, th- there's a such thing as saying that you're lucky versus when you're really good. I think the Cubs were very good when they won the World Series. Excellent, even. When you take a look at that core, how it came through. There's been charm seasons before. The White Sox had a charm season in 2005. Out of nowhere. How's this guy, Pesednik, how is he coming through? How's this old royal Jermaine Dye getting it done? You know, how is Paul Konerko, the old Dodger, the old Red, a, as a cornerstone for the franchise? How is a Gucci uh, a difference maker in the infield? How is it that A.J. Pruszynski is like someone that is the heartbeat of the team? How is this pitching all coming together like it's one of the greatest pitching staffs, one of the greatest pitching performances in the postseason that we've ever seen? How does that happen? How does it happen? Because we have a charm season. You know why it's a charm season? Because the White Sox went from a World Series championship to 90 wins and 90 losses. And you just start to see do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And it just kind of went in the wrong direction. They did not sustain their success. The Cubs, whatever you think of them, have sustained success at this point. But what you're looking at is, are you on the same plateau as other teams that will make the World Series and win the World Series? I mentioned that they should win several. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. Bottom line is, is that Jeff Passan talked about the window, right? I say it's open until 2021. Whatever happens this year is up to Theo and Jed and McLeod to be able to f- turn this thing around, adding more quality to an already good core, a core that's underachieved. So here's Jeff Passan on with uh, Cap and Shea earlier today talking about how the window is closing. For the longest time, and, and I don't think I'm alone here, I thought they were playing possum. I really did. I thought that the talk about payroll restrictions was, uh, was subterfuge and that they were waiting to strike and they were going to let the market come to them. Uh, that was not the case. Just did not happen. And, and you wonder going forward what the payroll is going to look like. And, and I don't think Tom Ricketts is, has, said so for 2020 at this point and how that is going to restrict or enhance the rebuild is the wrong word the building uh of this team because look guys the window's shutting yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the window is closing and brian's going to be a free agent soon and rizzo's going to be a free agent soon and he's not getting any younger so baez Contreras, schwarber all of them i i I think Baez is sticking around. I think I think Baez is. I don't know if it's going to be this winter, but I think Javier Baez is going to be a Chicago Cup for a long time. Let's put it that way. Thoughts there from Jeff Passan, Jonathan Hood on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN app. Well, yeah, it's twenty nineteen. The window is twenty twenty one. So yeah, the window's closing. So you want to be able to catch lightning in a bottle by being able to be another top quality team. The first part of that minute 11 that we heard there was very interesting. I want to delve into it just for a moment. So Passan talks about the money situation. Now, it always comes down to money, right? 
if you're wondering how come a team underachieves or if a certain if you don't reach your goal as a team, it's always about the money, right? This part for the longest time, and and I don't think I'm alone here. I thought they were playing possum. I really did. I thought that the talk about payroll restrictions was uh, was subterfuge and that they were waiting to strike and they were going to let the market come to them. Uh, that was not the case. Just So I, that part resonates with me, and here's why. The Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers... I don't have the payrolls in front of me. I'm just talking about what I consider good teams that do spend money. I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to think about all those top teams in baseball, right, that spend money. Mention the Astros, mention the Yankees, looking at the Dodgers, top spenders. The Cubs are also one of those top spenders, but it's not about the money as much as it is who you spend it on. No question that the Cubs should have been in the mix for Manny Machado. Should have been in the mix for top quality free agents because they should be there every year. I've said this since I've been in the business 25 years ago. Tribune Company, Wrigley Gum Company, Sam Zell, whomever owns the Cubs, the Ricketts now, there there are no payroll restrictions. There's always a budget. Uh, come on, you and I both know there's always a budget. But not to the point where... You openly say, we didn't go for certain free agents because we didn't have the money. We're broke. And then Jordan Cornette tried to talk to Tom Ricketts about that, actually regurgitating his quote on that. And Tom Ricketts, I never said that. So so here's, here's the difference between the Cubs all my life and the Ricketts administration. The Ricketts administration, along with Theo Epstein, understood that, hey, you know what we got to do? We got to be able to spend money on quality. We've got to be able to upgrade our facilities and put ourselves in a position to win. Cubs did that. Can he do it again, though? That's a big question. Also, some thoughts about Joe Madden. Is Madden coming back next year? Some thoughts from Jeff Passan. No. But. I- All right. So, so the thoughts there from Passan. He gave us. No. Let's listen. No. But I don't say that with any knowledge of their plans. I'm looking at this from a very 35,000-foot perspective. And my 35,000-foot perspective is this. If you are intending on keeping a manager around long-term, you typically do not let him go into a year as a lame duck. If one does go into a year as a lame duck... Typically, and again, I'm speaking generally here, typically he has to go out and and perform extraordinarily well. And while Joe Madden has done some things this year that I think do deserve credit in terms of how he has changed and and how he has evolved as a manager and and listening to some of the criticisms inside the organization and and making himself better, the, the team's not performing. It's just not. We're 120 games into the season. This is a 535 baseball team right now. Mm-hmm. And barring a run to the World Series, I have trouble seeing him coming back. And I don't know if this team is a reflection on him. I think there's a ton of scapegoating that goes on with managing that it, that just frankly uh, is unfair and is wrong. 
But I also think that there's something to the idea of a culture change at some point. And this feels like an organization right now that is ripe for a culture change. Fair or not? I hear, I hear what Jeff Passon saying. I, I just, you know what? Instead of me going into it, I should talk to David Schoenfield about this, who writes for ESPN.com and covers Major League Baseball like a blanket. Dave, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh-oh, sounds like I entered right in the middle of a uh, controversial well, discussion well, here. Just, I, I, you know, okay, okay, well, see, well, let, let me ask this, and then we can go into this. So, so when did it change in baseball where you where certain general managers of ownership would rather have you know people that are good baseball people, maybe former players that have no experience, and put in these positions to to manage? Why is that such a good idea? Do you think in baseball in twenty nineteen? I mean, who are you guys talking about? I'm missing a specific here. But. Oh, no, just in general. In gen- in general because, in general. because well, okay, well, I'll give you context. Jeff Passon was on earlier saying that the, the Cubs need to have a culture change. And I'm, oh, here to, okay. and, and, and I'm here to tell you that Joe Madden, if he was fired tonight, which very well could happen, by the way, based on the circumstance with the Phillies, if, he, if, <laughs> if, 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 if Madden's fired, he's going to get picked up. He's almost going to pick him up because he's a good baseball man. The idea, yeah. and, and, and here's, here's what's going on. What's going on, Dave, is that there's this push for David Ross to manage the ball club in 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the point? Yeah, I get it. I mean, in fact, I'm doing something tomorrow previewing the weekend. We do that every week here at ESPN.com, and one of the questions is Joe Madden, how hot that hot seat is. I get it. Joe, he's 65 years old, very successful. David Ross. Young, right? The players can maybe relate to him a little better. Not that Joe's over the hill. He certainly, to me, doesn't act like a 65-year-old. But I don't know. I I think it's a little bit of making a change just to make a change, you know? And Joe Madden didn't hire the bullpen, you know? He didn't spend all this money. I mean, I know you Darvish was actually very good tonight. He's been very good. But they gave a lot of money to you Darvish or... They traded away Glaber Torres. You know, Joe's not the one that made all those moves. So, yeah, I hear you. Sometimes you, you get rid of a manager, and suddenly two years later you wish you hadn't gotten rid of that guy. I guess in, in these terms, for as far as the Cubs are concerned, Dave, this is not like, well, maybe there's Dusty Baker fatigue. Well, you know, maybe Riggleman's a good man, right. but maybe you need to move on because you see underachievement. You're not in the playoffs. You're under 500. This is a different dynamic. This is... Red Sox Yankees type stuff where we're talking about right. firing yep. a coach that's winning. That's the and a World yeah. Series to boot. That's just different. That's a really good point. That, that, that I love that comparison. And look, that's what happens when you win. And that's how Cubs management and fans view their team, right? They are look. There's four big teams: Yankees, Cubs, Dodgers, Yankees. Or I leave somebody out. Look, you know, Red Sox. You know, those yeah. are the four teams that you have to win every year. And if you don't, you know, the pressure and the hammer is going to come down on you. And look, I get it. When they won in 2016, they were not only the best team; they were a young team. They had all this payroll flexibility. Oh, they're going to win two or three more titles in the next five or six years. It hasn't happened. They've been fine. 
maybe the expectations have been a little unfair. You know, you look at where that team was in 2016, but who's gotten better other than Javier Baez? Maybe Wilson Contreras, but Anthony Rizzo, he's been good. He didn't get better. Chris Bryant, he's been good, but not better. Addison Russell got worse. Albert Almora hasn't developed. Jason Hayward he is what he is, right, which is not a superstar for his contract. Mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber, not the hitter they thought, you know, and, of course, the pitching staff got older. That's not on Joe. That's just the team hasn't developed like we thought they would. Dave, I wonder um, if you can give examples of trying to build your team through you know the draft and through the minor league system and still maintain a strong major league system is there an example of that in baseball because here's where we are with the cubs the cubs are bereft of quality in that minor league system yeah. it's, i mean it's, it's it's typical theo right i mean it's you know push all your chips in the middle of the table spend as much money as possible to win now and then mortgage the future for later yeah it's boy off the top of my head that's a really good question look I think the one team that did it most successfully for years was the Atlanta Braves, who built themselves up in the late 90s, made a couple good trades. You know, they got John Smoltz from the Tigers. But they turned this for 15 years, you know. So it wasn't just, yeah, they had the early draft picks. Chipper Jones was a number one overall pick, you know. But they managed to win, what they win? 14 straight division Mm -hmm. titles. You don't count the strike here. You know, so that's the one team that was able to do that. You know, and they mixed it up. They would trade for veterans. They would, you know, uh, let young guys play, you know, and they kept it up for 15 years. But that's rare. The Yankees have mostly done that, but they spend money in free agency. The Red Sox, actually, they've had kind of up and downs. They've had some under 500 seasons um, in the last few years, mixed in with a couple titles. So, yeah, it's hard, right? We're seeing Houston. They're at the pinnacle right now. Are they going to be able to keep it going, you know, the next five years? I don't know. It's, it's really hard to do it in baseball. We do have to mention, though, as we talk to David Schoenfield from ESPN.com on Major League Baseball with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app, we do have to mention that that trade for John Smoltz, that really did help both teams. I mean, Doyle Alexander was a really, uh, he's a quality righty, wasn't he? he, he, he Doyle, Doyle was quality, wasn't he? <laughs> well, he went, hey, he went 9-0 the year they got him, and yeah. they, they did win the division that year. Um, they lost in the playoffs. You know, is one division title worth the, the career of John Smoltz? Uh, you probably have to win the World Series, right? In that, like the Cubs, mm-hmm. you know, I, would they do Chapman for Torres again? Well, they won a World Series. Yeah, that payoff is as great as Glaber Torres is going to be, and already is. Um, there, yeah, there, there, there's going to be regrets there, but at least they they won a World Series. <laughs> oh my God! Well, we yeah. got, we got some news. Yeah, it's, you got some news for you, Dave. Yeah, you're tough. You know, we know the Cubs, when they rebuilt, they had all, you know, all those picks were high picks, right? Bryant, uh, Baez, and, you know, Schwarber, and so on, you know. But now when you're drafting 28th instead of 3rd, um, it's hard. The baseball draft is, as we all know, oh, my God, the Phillies just won. <laughs> <laughs> That's I unbelievable! Screen and they're jumping around. What happened? <laughs> they brought oh, no. Holland in, lefty lefty against against this guy Bryce Harper in a grand slam walk off, and the Phillies oh, win seven to five. Oh my lord! Oh, live updates! Wow, uh, 
Well, you guys are going to have a fun show the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, come on. You just, what did you just say about the bullpen you were just saying? <laughs> you, you know, I, look, I don't know. I mean, the bullpen just has not done the job. Again, is that on Joe? I, look, he, yeah. wow, he crushed that. <laughs> 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 Wait, I mean, just say for, say for Colin. I don't know how he's pitched for the Cubs. He was terrible earlier this year. Um, he really hasn't been a reliever much in his career. That's kind of a tough spot to put him in. But again, if you don't have that lockdown closer, I was Kimbrel. Is he hurt right now? I, yeah. I should be paying more attention here. You yes. know. Um, yeah, boy, that's a tough one. That's all. I don't know. I'm rambling on here. That's a tough loss. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it for Sports Center, Dave. Just say it for Sports Center. What does Madden last the season? Just say it because that, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, got, they just got swept by the Phillies. This is over. This is yeah. bad now. I can't. I don't think they're going to can them in the middle of the season. I mean, that's that's really blaming one guy. And you, look. You're still in a playoff spot. This isn't a disaster by any means, but I don't see what firing Joe Madden today, how that solves any of your problems. I mean, that's a crushing loss tonight. Yeah, it is. Crushing. crushing. Boy. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I can't go on. This is it. Well, Dave, we're going to let you go. <laughs> but tell, but well, they say momentum is only as good as your starting pitcher the next day, right? <laughs> so baseball players, they have a way of blocking these ones out, but that's what we say, right? Maybe that's a cliche because maybe suddenly this is just the beginning of the, the bottom falling out. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, that's just bad. Well, at least tell us about your column tomorrow because people want to find out some of your news and notes from ESPN.com. Well, we just we do a weekly preview, me and a couple of the other writers here. So we just preview the weekend slate of games. And, uh, yeah, one of the questions is, was Joe Madden, you know? Um, it's a good to- – it's an interesting topic because he's such a big name, you know, you know, in, in baseball, and he's had so much success there. And it's just kind of weird that this has kind of been that cloud, you know, hanging over over the team all season. All right. Well, we're going to do a little post game here because this is this is uh, rock bottom on the road. Well, the yep. road woes continue for the Cubs. That's for sure. All right. Have fun. <laughs> there he is, David Schoenfield, covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com, joining me right here on ESPN 1000. Well, there it is. There it is. The Cubs lose. I, that's just unbelievable. We just said this half hour, wicks in, it'll be fine. He'll shut the door because he's been terrific for the Cubs. And then you bring in Pedro Strope. And every time I see Pedro Strope, especially over the last five, six outings, I have this feeling in my stomach like, no, this ain't going to work out. Strope comes in, and he's replaced lefty-lefty with Holland. Holland with one out, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. And here's Bryce Harper doing what Bryce Harper does and a grand slam home run to win, to beat the Cubs. The Cubs are swept in Philadelphia. They have not won a road, a road series in three months, over three months now. How do you expect to contend? How do you expect to be a viable team in the postseason or for the rest of this regular season playing like that? That is a gut punch in Philadelphia.
That's unbelievable. But believable when it comes to the Cubs on the road. So we had throwback Thursday scheduled because I kind of thought the Cubs would just be able to ease into this victory and go to Pittsburgh. But here's what we'll do, Davis. Open the phone lines, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. If you want a post game that's going to tell you the truth, if you want to be able to have your voice heard and not be cut off from the flagship, if you want to talk about what's happening with the Cubs right now, call me now. Because I want to talk to you about what Jeff Passan said earlier on Cap and Company. I want to break down this game with you further. But the Cubs lose again. Swept in Philadelphia. Team going in the wrong direction. And I don't see a path forward for this Cubs team to turn things around, especially on the road. At home, sure. On the road, no. That bullpen comes in and could not hold their water against Philadelphia. If you're listening to me right now, and you know the Cubs were swept by Philadelphia, you should call me. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. I'll take your calls, and also we'll go through why the Cubs lost again. Why? Why is this happening? We discuss it as we move forward. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. Hey, yo, J. Hood. Talk that barbershop talk, dude. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Two and two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk-off home run. Grand slam, Bryce Harper. Wow. The Phillies have come from behind to win it 7-5. Right there on NBC Sports Philadelphia. The Chicago Cubs lose to the Philadelphia Phillies, swept out of Philly, 7-5. Hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, tweet Hood. If you want a post-game show that will tell you the truth, a post-game show that will take your phone calls where you're not screened out and you have to say certain things, at least on this one, I'm going to give you the forum to talk about what the hell we're watching. Because the Cubs have been swept 7-5. to They had this game... In the bag, 5-1. to one. I was confident that the Cubs were going to win this one. We had David Schoenfeld on in our last half hour. He covers baseball for ESPN.com. I said, you know, post game should be fine. Cubs are going to win. Let's put our baseball guy on and talk about the Cubs, a little MLB. And then this game extended. It went longer, and it went longer because the bullpen made it so. And Bryce Harper hit a ball in which I don't even know where it landed. Bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. And the Phillies win 7-5. to five. Did you watch the game? Did you listen to it? Jump in. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. We'll take your phone calls here this half hour. We're now, we're supposed to be doing Throwback Thursday. We do this every Thursday. But you know what? I'll push that to the side for your thoughts and my thoughts on the Cubs. Because this game just ended. It was just amazing. Bryce Harper does what Bryce Harper is supposed to do in that spot, right? It's supposed to be the face of Major League Baseball. Supposed to be the guy. And lefty, lefty, right? Holland comes up with a deep breath on the back of the mound. Big, deep breath. And then just lays one in to Bryce Harper for the game winner. That was amazing. It's unbelievable. It's a big moment for the Phillies, but an awful moment for the Chicago Cubs. Swept in Philadelphia. And it's typical of the Cubs on the road, right? 
They just continue to underachieve on the road. You want to know who's who's to blame? It's the players, sure, because right now in 2019, when you look at this team, the personnel is good, but not good enough to be able to overcome. I had I thought the Cubs would be good this year, but not to the point where they get on the road and they just lay an egg. Awful. You can't protect a 5-1 to lead. That says a lot for the front office. It says a lot for the players as well for the underachievement tonight. But the bottom line is, is that the Cubs had this game. And one of the positives in this game was that you, Darvish, gave you something. Kept you in the ball game. Seven innings pitched, four hits, ten strikeouts. But the key number for you, Darvish, no walks. Gave you what you wanted from a starter. Wick comes in, surrenders some runs, three hits, three runs, two of them earned. Um, you know, every time I see Pedro Strope lately, I'm just, I, I just don't think that he has it. And then it's lefty, lefty, bases loaded with one out, and the Cubs couldn't get out of it. It's an incredible, incredible thing that I just saw on the screen while we were interviewing David Schoenfeld, by the way. We're, <laughs> we were, we were having the conversation, and then all of a sudden he goes, Oh my God, that one's out of here. Yeah. And, and so we talked in our last half hour about the window closing, right? The window closing on this team. How can this team, how can this team be a serious contender for anything when you have a bullpen like that? As much as I love to talk about the core of this team of Rizzo and Bryant and Hayward and Schwarber and all some of these other players on this team, the point is, is that you can see that they have a core, but the core is limited. It's limited. And yes, this is on, in my view, this is on the players for the lack of execution, but also you just don't have enough quality depth in your bullpen. Not a lot of quality depth on the bench. And so is this the fate of the Chicago Cubs? Are they going to be this way for the rest of the season? It looks like it is. You know, I, I was talking about this in April and May where just you can always tell if a team has it. Dodgers have it. Atlanta has it. You know, you watch some of these teams around baseball, and when they are able to come from behind, when they're able to do certain things in a, on a, a given series, you know they have it. Cubs don't have it. In years past, they did. They don't have it, clearly. So, again, your unvarnished thoughts about the Cubs on our non-flagship post, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Did you watch that? Did you listen to it on the radio? The Cubs lose again. They get swept out of Philly. Losing seven to five, Bryce Harper with the game-winning home run in Philly, as the Phillies win seven to five. How does this turn around? Will it turn around? Andrew is listening on the ESPN app in Willington, North Dakota, and he's with me, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN One Thousand for our Cubs post. Hello, Drew. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Go ahead. Ah, uh, well, we lost the first couple games in Philly, you know, it is what it is. We've been so bad on the road all season. But, you know, as long as we can get one win out of a three-game series, it's acceptable, I guess. But No, it's not. Yeah, probably... No, it's not, Andrew. <laughs> no, it's not. No. no that, see, this is, this is what the old doesn't like. If you remember what he said at the end of last season, the old two out of three ain't bad or just salvaging a series is not, is not good enough. But, again, he could say that, but clearly – the depth tells you all you need to know about this Cubs team that that they couldn't even salvage one game on the road against Philly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just talking like 
if, if there's a way where you can keep like Darvish in there like a little longer, I know you can't, but like he's like our only reliable pitcher right now. Mm-hmm. And you throw these guys like Holland and these guys like Wick and Strope has been terrible. Like I just like I just I don't know. It's like Joe Meadow, he has to rest Darvish. I know he can't pitch a whole game, but it's like we're at the point where when they go in, it's like you already know they're gonna at least run a run or two. But like I, to load up the bases and six runs and we only had one out. I mean. It was just, it was just ugly. Like, but like, like you said, though, the road. I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is with being on the road this year. But like you said, it's unacceptable. It's just like a mediocre team. Oh, I mean, we're up. Through, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. I, listen, I understand your frustration, and I, I appreciate your phone call. Absolutely. No matter what you see in the with the one loss record. When you see the Cubs tied for first place coming into this one with St. Louis, they're just going in the wrong direction. They're dipping down to a point where are they even going to make the wild card? I will tell you for sure, and I'm going to tell you something you already know. If the Cubs don't make the playoffs, it's without question Madden's gone. But understand what the bigger issue is. Look at the, the lack of quality depth on this roster. That's a Theo thing. That's also a Ricketts thing, too. Remember, Rickett said we didn't have an, enough money. We, as the Cubs, don't have enough money to be able to spend on top free agents. You know, and it's almost like Ricketts had a middle finger right to Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer said, oh, you remember the U Darvish contract? Remember, remember the Tyler uh, Chatwood contract? That's your money. Now figure it out. But if you're really seriously trying to contend, you almost have some forgiveness if you're an owner, right? You say, I know that you made a mistake with these guys, but we still need to win. But... Not to the Ricketts. We don't have any money. That's what he said. And so this is what you get with the Cubs. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, we go to Black. Black, are you there? <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you doing, Chris Black? Jonathan, you nailed it right there. It was Ricketts in the offseason that gave the budget to Theo, and that's why Craig Kimbrell wasn't in full shape ready to go throughout the regular season. It all goes back to the offseason. Six runs tonight in the ninth inning? Are you kidding me? What a disaster of an end for the Cubs. And you're right. The ball from Bryce Harper still had just to come down. (laughs) Unbelievable. The bullpen's a mess. You run out there, Derek Holland, he's terrible. What's going on here? If they would have solved this problem in the offseason, if Ricketts and Theo would have solved the closer situation in the offseason – there's a good chance that uh, Craig Kimbrell at this point in the year would be fine and he wouldn't have been injured after only pitching 14 games for the Chicago Cubs. They've only used them for 12 innings this year. It's unbelievable. Oh, hey, Jonathan, let's go. What, what, is, <laughs> what the heck? You just couldn't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Let me no. just, let's just, I mean, but listen. cannot wait till tomorrow. Listen. I, no, listen, no way. I know that, that you're not, I know you're not the biggest baseball fan, but as far as a moment, right? As far as oh Bryce Harper, God. for what, I mean, that type of stage, big spot, big time payroll, you know, this is supposed to be the guy. And it's, it's a soft tossing Holland. The guy that's supposed to get all the lefties out, right? That's what, that's what he's known in the streets. The guy that can get all the lefties out. And he takes on Bryce Harper, and then that happens. That was a hell of a moment tonight. Yeah, bases loaded, right? And the first two uh, pitches were strikes, and you're looking at it, and you're like, all right, how's Bryce Harper going to get out of this one? He takes two balls to follow it up. He follows off a sinker, and then center cut, a sinker that doesn't sink. Jackson into the third deck, and then sprints around the bases. <laughs> Unbelievable. And for a guy who's having a bad year by, by expectations 
after signing the $300 million contract. What a moment for Bryce Harper and the Phillies, a team that is still alive in the playoff hunt, looking like they just crushed the soul of another team trying to fight for the playoffs, the Chicago Cubs. If this was a moment that we need to mark as we head towards the end of the season, I get it. It's early. It's a baseball season. You can't take each game as serious as you can a football season. But still, tonight really felt like a moment, John. And I was listening to you talk to Dave Schoenfeld, and when the home run took place, you could hear it in everyone's voice like, Oh, my. That just happened. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was trying to get his baseball thoughts on Madden because I thought this thing was going to be, you know, wrapped up. And then all of a sudden, then even Schoenfeld, I mean, the the, the down the line, 50-50 Schoenfeld, just like, oh, oh, oh that's out of here. That's, that's really bad. On the delay, <laughs> as he watches it on his computer, he just, it's unbelievable. I mean, but but here's the thing. And and you guys on Cap and Company had Jeff passing on. We talked about the, how the window's closing. It's something I've been saying since they won the World Series. I said, listen, through 2021, this window's open for them to win another World Series. And, and the thing is, nothing is guaranteed, right? We both know that. However, if you don't put your chips in the middle of the table and spend the money that you need to spend on trying to solidify yourself as one of the top teams in baseball, you get what you get. You get what you deserve. And, and remember, the the idea of trying to uh, develop players in the minor leagues and trying to do the ball club the right way, it can be difficult for some, but this is the MO for Theo. Like, how, how, yeah, so they're going to fix this by changing the manager so Grandpa Ross can watch this nonsense you know, next year? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't think Grandpa Ross is going to close out any games. And and for those who want to look at tonight and say relax, you know, it's a long uh, season and there's still time. Early. The one thing that you have to point to is the fact that the Cardinals lost tonight. So each time there's an epic meltdown for the Chicago Cubs, it's like the other teams around them, the Brewers didn't play tonight, and the Cardinals lost tonight. So, like, each time you see a, a moment in the season take place where you're maybe looking around to say – can someone else take the mantle in the National League Central? The, the Cardinals don't take it, and and so what will happen all the way through till the end, to the probably the last weekend of the series uh, season where the Cardinals and the Cubs play is it'll probably come down to that series. Who wins that last series? And for the Cubs, is it at home or is it on the road? And I think it is on the road. So looks like this team may not make the playoffs. Here's one. Right, like, isn't that how it's going to kind of shake out? I mean, that's the way it looks like for sure. As we go to Juan and Whiting on ESPN 1000. Hello, Juan. Hey, Cody. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, just had a time to like calm down from after watching that brutal loss. I mean, but I agree with you guys, you and Black. I mean, the offseason, the money that wasn't there, supposedly not there, that's garbage. I mean, the inconsistency this team has shown all season, especially on offense, is garbage. The injuries, yeah, that's, I mean, that happens in the bullpen, but everything they've done, it's just, it just seems like it's been band-aids over, like, wounds, and it's not stopping. And then with stroke, that dude is mentally broken. Anytime anything possibly goes wrong with what he does, he just breaks down the next pitch, and they're just yanking him. So, I don't know what's going, it's by some miracle, they make it into the playoffs, I don't care if that happens. They gotta make. They gotta make moves. Uh, we got a bunch of players' contracts coming up. They're gonna sell. High, they should sell high. Get some uh, pieces back, and just start the rebuild because the window, like you said, it's closing. But the way this whole team's been playing since 2017, it's inconsistent at best, and it's just sad to watch. It's, it's frustrating to put it that way. 
All right, Juan, I appreciate your phone call. Well, you could hear it in his voice there. As Chris Black joins us, by the way, uh, from from Black and Abdallah, just chiming in, goes under a different, goes into a a, uh, a clandestine name and just jumps on the on the line here because it is a moment that we saw here, Chris, and you can hear what Juan is talking about. The underachievement is there. Could you imagine? Now, yeah, it's great to be able to win a World Series, but in the in this Theo era, you know, Theo is about spending money. This up, up upcoming season, this off season. Man, if they're not able to get the right players, bullpen, and also look at what you have closely. See, the one thing you, the Cubs can't do, they can't be the Bulls. They can't say, we're waiting for Schwarber to come around, right? We're, wait, we're waiting to see if Rizzo is going to be that cornerstone for the next five, six years. you you, you got to be able to look at some of these players and say, how can we um, get better, younger, more aggressive at, at some of these positions? Because obviously the, the core is good, but not good enough. It's limited. Well, yeah, and the core's getting older. I mean, Anthony Rizzo is what? He's about 30. Mm-hmm. So he, he's on the, the downhill slide of his career. And I know maybe that, that could be jarring for Cub fans to hear, but you don't pay baseball players who are above 30, right? So, so looking long-term, Rizzo is no longer in the next two to three years the number one cog in your machine going forward. Like, like he will be a good player, but that's on the downward slope. We don't know what Schwarber is. Should they trade Chris Bryant? It sounds like that might be a possibility moving forward because why would you pay Chris Bryant $300 million? Is he an MVP-level player? No, he's good. His numbers are good, but he's not an MVP. He's not carrying this team. So why would you spend that money? You might as well spin him off and try and get something back for him. Uh, Javi Baez seems like the only player uh, who is like the solidified star of this group that you're going to keep long-term, him and Wilson Contreras. Outside of that, you really have to add a lot of pieces to what you have on this Cubs team. But it's early. Oh, it's always early, Jonathan. It's only 9.49. Come on now. <laughs> Jonathan Hood. I'm so hood. On ESPN 1000. What a show. We thank you for listening, being part of the program here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Our thanks to you for listening. Our thanks to Simeon Rice, David Schoenfeld, Jay Washington, Jesse Rogers, Robert Latal, Selena Hill, and Chris Black calling in on the regular line. He couldn't wait till tomorrow. He couldn't wait for Capricorn. He had to call me now to tell me about the Cubs and their loss against Philly. How does this get better? Tomorrow, I will not uh, be on ESPN 1000. Well, I'll be on for an hour, right? At least. Because I'm working with Freddie Coleman. So I'm going up to Bristol, Connecticut. I'll be working with Freddie Coleman from 8 to midnight. Check it out on ESPNRadio.com. And then Jeff Dickerson and I with Dickerson Hood on Saturday and Sunday. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com. Tweet Jay Hood. I'll talk to you soon. How about tomorrow, 8 to midnight, right here on ESPNRadio.com. How about that? Jonathan Hood. Because all we trying to do is do good. Put on my hood when I walk through hoods. On ESPN 1000.